Well, looks like that discussion went nowhere. Let's do the intro. (laughs) Today on the Geek Out podcast, the UK is testing out an autonomous bus. Disney rehired James Gunn. Yay! So he'll be back to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Stranger Things 3 is back July 4th, and it's full of monsters and puberty. Netflix is getting ready to launch their next interactive show, and somebody could die really horribly in nature for it. And Jimmy Fallon gives known spoiler Mark Ruffalo an Avengers Endgame lie detector test, and Mark fails spectacularly. Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to Big The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. Hello, Geeklings. This is the pre-Comic-Con Geek Out Podcast, episode 24... No, episode 24. Episode 24. 20, wow, this, oh that's great. It's 24. <laughs> it's March 21st when we record this. It's episode 24. It is the episode before the Capital City Comic-Con at which the Geek Out Podcast will be doing a live recording, which apparently is a must-see event <laughs> if you look in their program. I think that's fantastic. Really? really? Listen to the podcast i'm not sure how i haven't seen that it's a must-see event yeah is it the only podcast that's being recorded that's what i have to think this is they're like oh millennials (laughs) podcast (laughs) a radio show for your computer phone okay well well, i gotta see this i wasn't nervous until i heard that that's really nice of them to do that for us if it is before saturday march 23rd uh at 5 30 p.m please come and join us the capital city comic con in the oak Bay Room 2 for a live recording of this pod. If it is after that time, please time travel back and come to see us because there are probably not many people in that room. If you do the latter, Paul will call you a hack! Oh! Oh, fart! <laughs> oh, so true. I'm I'm oh, I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays good use with of Dylan time and travel. Jason. Seven twenty. <laughs> Sorry, Bud. Go ahead. Sorry. <sighs> Who are you? I'm DJ Boytano. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Me? <laughs> sorry, I'm Paul Blasino. Yes, yeah, same sorry. order every this, show. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm derailing the whole thing because Do uh, you, you, now? Late you feel like it and whatever. <laughs> Listen, I feel like we're all a family here. I can be honest with you. Well, Paul Blasino's going through a pretty messy divorce right now, so that's why I'm uh, a little out of sorts today. If that's why, but I'm gonna bring it. Okay, I'm gonna bring it. Thanks, not, Paul. Not and that's relevant at all. Follow oh, that, Art. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, my name's yeah. Art Aronson. Yep. We're starting Hello. a new podcast called, like, How's My Emotions Doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit in the sad Hulk music. Should I do that? <laughs> yes. Kirsten, yeah. save us. Tell uh, us about yourself. I'm Kirsten James, and I'm here from the past. That was almost better than your previous intros. <laughs> no, that's great. I love when time travel happens in movies, when people travel slowly into the future one oh, wait, second I'm at here. a time. <laughs> I'm that's my favorite yeah. type of time travel. I'm Kirsten, wait, I'm Kirsten James. I'm here from the past, and I came back to tell you, Paul Plastino, don't get married. Thank you. <laughs> You'll need to slightly recalibrate the little date knobber thingies. You might be a little late. Not bad, though. A for effort. Yes. Wow. I'm doing okay on the real estate deal, though, so that's something. So this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, uh, Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone, we talked about uh, the first autonomous bus being tested. Uh, it's being tested in a depot in Manchester. That's in the UK. No, the UK. That's what. Sorry. And um, so we have we have self driving cars, and Volvo is uh, leading the pack in in self driving big rigs. Boeing is testing and launching full size fighter jets to to fly with uh, real piloted planes. Why not buses? Why not buses? Right now, of course, because everybody's paranoid about uh, autonomous vehicles, it's just driving around in circles in a lot, and it can park, and it can drive and it can go into the bus wash and that's about it <laughs> but you know that's that's how we learn that's how things get better and taking people's jobs no oh are we not all down with autonomous driving everything how do we have the movie speed with that <laughs> <laughs> i love that these Great are the point. kinds of jobs you're concerned with yes. <laughs> what will keanu do I love that movie, by the way. I can't wait for the very Canadian phenomenon to happen when this eventually does come to Canada, that people still thank the driver even when it's an automaton. 100%. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. 
that's really all we need to talk about. That, that let's move on. You know what? And I'm going to start trying to say these things that I write down on this. I, I make a little sheet every week. It's this, this little cue sheet, and everything is divided into sections. And we don't necessarily follow the sections, but they they all have titles. And except for reviews and recommendations, we never actually say the titles. So we are now moving on to the geek news colon big screen section. Way to ruin the magic. I thought everybody just thought we were just... It's a glimpse behind the curtain. We can't possibly think of all this stuff off the top of our heads. Disney has rehired James Gunn! Yay! Yay! Oh, so you're all okay with pedophilia then, are you? (laughs) And rape. Of peace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so... It is kind of interesting that we all... uh, Look, I'm down with this. We're all 100% Pedophilia? down. Pedophilia? Yeah. No! In terms oh of God. James Gunn directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. A thousand oh percent. Um, it's just so funny what we are looking to look over or uh, ignore because we want a good talking raccoon movie. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Honestly, right? I don't think that was, oh, that's not what man. this is all about, though, Paul. No, I agree. This is about I'm second just... chances. This is about <laughs> redemption. This is about a PC world that maybe goes a little too far. And this, this is, is about... a step for mankind right I think, here. I think what it is, so like James Gunn, I feel like <laughs> he had already apologized for those tweets and he'd already been like, KK, I'm a terrible person. And then somebody came and brought these tweets back up and was like, look at these bad tweets you did. And he's like, yeah, I know. And I've apologized for them. And I'm really sorry. And I should never have said that. It wasn't funny. Mm. But because they were in the public spotlight, yeah. that's when Disney as a corporation had to react and do something. I have a theory Go that um, this was all kind of by design. And oh. he was always going to. Ryan, oh my God. Well, because if you think about it, like, oh, wow, no, like you can't f- necessarily fault Disney, a family-friendly corporation, right. for having, like, feeling like they had to react to this, right? And what if they had ignored it and not reacted to it, that would have been the issue. Huh. Well, Disney's a fan. They call themselves a family-friendly organization, but mm. there's this guy who had these tweets dug up about like pedophilia and rape jokes, right. and they didn't do anything about it. He's still got a job. Disney's mm-hmm. bad, yeah. But they didn't tell those actors who wrote the big letter and then ran off to Suicide Squad and no, all that stuff. That's, no, that's the thing. only thing that makes me think that you're not right in that theory, Brian, because I love the theory too, right? It's yeah. from the beginning they were sitting him down being like, dude, we don't want you to go anywhere. Obviously, but we got to make a big show. So go out there and wring your hands and give it six months or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you can come back. But I think the fact that he took that Suicide Squad job—I don't mm-hmm. know if he would have done that if he still knew on the back burner that he I'm was. I'm not gonna, saying that everybody was in on it though. He's a double agent now. No, yeah. I'm not saying that everybody was in on it though. I'm just saying that I think Disney had this planned all along in right. terms of like, okay, this has got to be the way that we respond to this. They knew how much he loved it. They knew no matter what, he was going to come back to it. It's a risk though, because if he commits himself in the wrong timeline, or if he gets sour well, about and it and decides not that, to come back, like because of this. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is not coming out in the time that it was supposed to come out. It's right. obviously very delayed. Right. Right? Because he does, He there is still, you know, he's still definitely going to do the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. You know, he's not wrong to do it. Did somebody have No, a, sorry. I was just, on, I'm sorry. I was trying not to. I'm I just saying this is quietly. a shocking 360, though, still. We were all very surprised when we saw this. Were we not? But yes. Talking to you, because when you try and rail on like the PC culture aspect of it, it's like, um, this I think is a nice evolution in that. Yeah. We do want people to be socially aware and politically correct. We do want people not to make horrible rape jokes. Um, but we also want to not have to, like, a, a person's career to be ended because someone who is politically divergent from them to be able to look back at a previous mistake and bring it out and then ruin their career to silence their voice because they or disagree with them on a political spectrum. And what this now is, is I think one of the biggest, or f- it's, it's the first time I think I've heard of it, and it's certainly the biggest example of um, 
the next step in this being a forgiveness aspect mm -hmm. because there's never forgiveness in the culture right now it's look mm. someone did a bad bad thing 10 years ago they're awful forever they're awful forever yeah. what did we all not grow up going to uh, school and learning about the magic of forgiveness and how that's the most important thing that people do make mistakes and moving on that's what's shitty about politics right now as well too is it's like this guy's a flip-flopper or did he realize that his uh, what he was saying was not correct and correct course moving forward yeah. or should he stick to that gun until he goes to the grave with it now is, yeah is there a gray area with that now is it like the crime has to kind of fit the punishment or whatever like yes I Bill think Cosby a, we can't we can't go no back but like no. Bill Cosby no. didn't just send no. a tweet out like exactly. no exactly yeah exactly I the think world is gray this Bill Mike, Cosby's gray is much grayer yeah. well yeah right this and Michael Jackson you can't H watch that HBO thing or yes you know, like, this goes back to do you remember Matt Damon got into trouble I think it was this fall he was trying to say that there were different levels of uh, you know, yeah. bad, right? right? And people were like, "Oh, you can't, you can't do that." You know, it's yeah. all bad, sort of thing. And no, he, we need. You had to more, come out and apologize for that. We need more gray. There needs yeah. to be more. These levels are and these of, are black and white yeah. situ, uh, black and white uh, decision making by big corporations, like which Mar is to yeah, me Disney. incorrect. Like yeah, there, yeah. there, there needs to be. You know, everything needs to be case by case. There needs to be context to it all. I fear for the next generation and, and society making people so paranoid about doing anything bad mm -hmm. that people growing up now don't have the chance to, you know, experiment, make mistakes, and most importantly, learn from them. Yes. If they fear that any tiny possible thing they, they do will black and white, like, roast them for the rest of their entire lives, mm -hmm. people are going to be paranoid and too scared to do anything, and that's... Yeah. I sure as hell am. Like, even as the tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of uh, public, uh, you know, spotlight that I have, you know... It's like, I don't tweet anything that could even be close to risky or edgy. Yeah. You know, and I love that type of humor and I like to engage in it, but I'm not doing that on Twitter because I haven't made a very profitable talking raccoon movie that could help save my career. <laughs> Good call. I think, like, the reason why James Gunn, uh, like, why he's been rehired and why this is different um, than other scenarios is, is because he addressed them and apologized before this even happened. So it wasn't like someone brought right. them up and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, he, he also, he didn't try to defend them and he didn't try to like pass responsibility. He right. was like, yep, I was a shit person. I've grown from that. I am a better person. I've learned. And, and so, I mean, a very similar situation was the Kevin Hart hosting the Oscars right. thing mm -hmm. because he had like shitty tweets out there. But he tried to like pass responsibility and he yeah. was like, well, it's not that bad. And then like he had that half-hearted appearance on Ellen where he was like, well, and he never, he, he kind of flip-flopped in between defending them and apologizing for them. Yeah. And James Gunn the whole time has been like, nope, I'm a shit person. Those jokes weren't funny. I was trying to be reactionary. I'm such a better person from that. And I like that Disney kind of like, you know, they fired him. And I like that they've gone back on that decision, right? They're not like the whole corporate, like, no, this is our corporate decision. Yeah. That's it. We're done. Um, they've kind of taken a step back, too. And they're like, you know what, James Gunn? You're right. You well, did change. You are a better person. I think both of them were corporate decisions and both of them were relevant for the time you know time heals all wounds and whatever mm -hmm. they did the they did probably the right thing to fire him at that moment because that's what people expect and you're right disney would be lambasted if they didn't strategy. do that strategy and then I, that's why it's like because everybody <laughs> thinks you, you start thinking of disney as like an actual mouse mm -hmm. you know you know living in a castle or Wait, whatever. it's not no oh sorry okay. sorry shoot um, you know about the Easter button. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, but, um, but what like does Bob Iger's office? Is it shaped like mouse ears, though? Maybe I heard Hopefully. that rumor. I think Maybe. that's the thing. Sorry, but go everybody kind of sees that and is like, and forgets the fact that they're you know a corporation. They're a business. Mm -hmm. Their whole deal is to make money off of family friendly shit. And uh, <laughs> I believe that's in their I mantra, that's in their, too. Yeah, it's yeah. on their website. Um, we make money off of family-friendly shit. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't be surprised if that whole thing was by design. Is like, yeah. let's, let's react to this because there is a little bit of a backlash happening right now. There is going to be another backlash to the other side of this. And then, look, they're f the fucking heroes now, right now. They yeah. rehired James Gunn. It's so funny to um, – I was actually listening to some discussion around the Captain Marvel thing. Um, 
that uh, it's got me thinking too about just the way that Disney is and operates, and like to their credit, the product they put out is so quality. Mm-hmm. Like the Marvel thing, not a misstep, and the theme parks are magical, and just like every like this whole merger of Fox, everyone's just like, oh, good, now all these characters will be handled with a steady hand. You know, Disney puts out such good product that they. Like, I'm almost now are getting to be, like, this moral authority figure, almost. It's so interesting, too. And, like... Well, I'm surprised. And and that's weird when, like, you know, it's like you have these fundraisers trying to send little girls to go and see Captain Marvel. And, like, like that's an important thing. And I do understand why, culturally, movies with representation is important. But at the end of the day, we're talking about, like, popcorn schlock. You know, this is... There are so many more important things to do for little girls who don't have enough money to go and see a movie. But... Weirdly, Disney has positioned themselves in like this cultural movement and everything they do is so important for their culture at large. It is wild. Uh, we didn't I, we didn't put it in the cue sheet, but yeah, I guess Disney like they finalized all that, so they have all those properties from Fox now. Yeah, that was uh, yeah yesterday. I yeah, guess they the deal own closed. So much. Yeah. Stuff well, and then to Paul's so point much. right now too is that because there used to be a, a time when. You'd hear the word like monopoly and not thinking of a board game. You'd think Mm. in terms of a business sense, this is a terrible thing to own so many properties and have all like all of this under your ownership, under your umbrella. In a business sense, that's technically a bad thing. But for whatever reason, nobody's really batting an eye Mm. that much with the fact that Disney owns all this stuff now. Mm -hmm. Are you guys concerned that they own? No. As a Marvel fan, I'm excited. (laughs) If if your product is good. Good enough, you get to make those big choices and have those things. Here's the thing for me. Over the years, there has been acquisition after acquisition after acquisition with Disney. And initially, yeah, I was a little, I was a little freaked out. However, so far, in general, to me, they have not done wrong with them. They've done right by these properties that they have absorbed. And um, yeah, so they haven't made a misstep for me to doubt them yet. So I am excited about this 21st Century Fox. Well, thing. I love it too because, well, apart from the Fox thing, like when Disney took the license for Star Wars, like we were suddenly getting so much cool Star Wars merch that like you've never got before. It's like nobody was doing anything with the li- license, and now you can get all this like awesome stuff. And yeah. we got Star Wars Land, and I can actually go and see and play and do things with that like aside from the movies yeah the star um, wars one was probably they're the first like monetizing one was... it it's awesome you get cute pins yeah. and badges or whatever you want to call them i, I, I love just it caution a little bit because not to bring sports Sell into me this but <laughs> disney also owns espn right mm-hmm. and what happened in sports broadcasting was it got so big and the way that they were doing sports center and the way they were uh, broadcasting games, they had the monopoly on all of that stuff, and it changed the way sports was being broadcasted out there, and it got to be a problem. Really? So now mm. Fox has come in and like has you know Fox Sports and stuff like that, and it's it's been better lately. But well, for a while there, ESPN owned everything, and ESPN is owned by Disney, right? So that's my yeah. caution to this a little bit. To this and Brian's point about monopolies too. Usually the problem with monopolies is that the product suffers because there's not competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wondered, like, do we foresee things just getting bad? Or is there really, like, a some kind of force at Disney, other than the Star Wars force, Kirsten? <laughs> I saw you trying to make that joke. Um, is there something that's driving them that's really just, like, beyond the money, beyond the competition, we really do just want to create this, like, legacy of outstanding products? Well, with Star Wars... Sorry, buddy. No, that's fine, that's fine. Go ahead. With Star Wars, it feels like... It's because they themselves are fans of, you know, of the franchise. And uh, they did. After they bought Star Wars, there was a a quote from, I don't know, whoever at Disney saying that you're never going to go without a Star Wars film now. Which, (laughs) now, forever, you have so many things to complain about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I see... I see Google's acquisitions, they're kind of like the Borg. They are grabbing up all these companies to add their technological distinctiveness to their own. And then, like, March and April alone, there are four previously acquired or created Google products that they're sunsetting. They're they're just killing out. Mm -hmm. And they have a huge list of things because they take the technology that they need, they chew up whatever other resources and spit them out, and and then kill the products. Where Disney, yeah, Disney, I see, uh, they, they make these acquisitions 
as fans and they know the blowback if they were to you know acquire kill and and set adrift the blowback would be ridiculous and i would hope and trust um that they are doing this for the right reasons and yeah it was the star wars thing that i first got paranoid about but uh, they did right by it steve rogers would not like this right governments agendas all their thing Owned by don't one person. To, don't try to get Captain Just America saying. on your side. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Can we talk about here, James Gunn? Yeah, I went off a little bit. <laughs> off the yeah. Oh, okay. can, I, can we go back and revisit chat, my theory, or not my mm. theory, but what I said earlier that I kind of have to take back now? Oh. I said with James Gunn's firing, yeah. I said this was like the starting, the domino of DC about to take over. Yeah. Yes, Marvel. you yeah. did. What yeah, was right? What would Steve Rogers think about you saying that? <laughs> he would be so disappointed. Oh. Sorry, Steve. I, I just have to come back and say that. Well, obviously, Marvel uh, they had a plan, perhaps here. I, I, and I only had said that because I thought, okay, you know, DC had been kind of here, 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 and then now. Marvel, this was the beginning of the end for Marvel being too big for its own, you know, I don't, you know, glory. What? And but I, them coming back I don't, uh, and changing this decision. Unfortunately for DC, until Disney takes them over too, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't think, uh, I think Marvel's way too far ahead. Plus, I've heard, remember when I was talking about how they had a, a, a giant slate of um, movies and a schedule of when these movies are going to come out. Apparently, after Endgame, that that second, you know, or that fourth phase slate or whatever, four, five, and six or whatever, is going to be released by Marvel. We're going to get a full kind of schedule of here are the movies. That Incredible, you can be cool. Yeah, I was so. wrong. I was wrong. That's all I want to so say. So now yeah. that Art has um, has come out and said that he's wrong, do we forgive him? Well, I'll have to ask, I'll have to talk to Steve yeah. Rogers first. Oh, yeah. See what Steve, Steve Rogers would forgive you. Steve Disney would. would. Um, His to, beard would forgive me. To bring it full circle about James Gunn, I do like that. Uh, it sounds like the plan is going to be just that this is going to be the last one. They'll finish it off. It's going to mm-hmm. be a nice little trilogy within this greater massive universe. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy will be its own trilogy which feels you know as a guy who grew up on three vhs star wars tapes really nice it feels I right really like that the yeah. thing is that what they were grooming james gunn to be before this whole debacle he was going to be the head of the cosmic the marvel cosmic universe okay which there is so many stories to draw from like so if he's going to be involved in this eternals movie that's going to be amazing if they're actually going to make a nova movie that it's going to be amazing because mm. Nova involves characters. So Nova is this super uh, superhero that uh, he, all of his power is drawn from the Nova Corps. But all of his power is drawn from the Nova Corps after Xandar is destroyed. Oh. Which they don't show Xandar destroyed. Right. And the guy that gives Nova his power is Roman Day, which is John C. Riley's character from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh. So they, it's like they've been planting that seed the whole or it's like James Gunn had been planting that seed the whole time. Wow. So James Gunn, after he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy three, looks it feels like he's got this whole universe that he's gonna build hmm. with all of the space stuff. Okay. Wow. I'm really curious what's going to happen with Gamora. That's She's that's dead. Like, I She's guess gone. we're going to probably find that out <laughs> in Endgame. They got to have a plan for that, right? You think she died or before the snap and so that she's gone? She's dead. She's alive in the Soul Stone. We saw her, though, as a child. No. She's dead. Is wow. Loki coming back Bet, too? Then no, Loki is dead. Loki's dead. Gamora's dead. Right now, Chris and oh, no. Paul has Wait his a hand minute. up for a Okay, bet. what are we well, betting? That Gamora will come back. In what sense? She'll be alive. Like alive and she's going to come back and she's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Paul 3. Paul knows yes. that he's okay. losing lunch. Dang. So now he's yeah. going to... He's doubling down. He's trying to get you to buy me lunch now because he knows he's going to lose my bet. <laughs> oh my God, I'm be so full of your He lunches. got a pair of tens and he's doubling down. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, we have spent 25 dead. minutes on a job. Let's switch gears. On March 16th, I put a, a, a headline into our, our email thread for our, for our prep sheet that Captain Marvel had reached $600 million worldwide. Four days later, uh, so this would be uh, yesterday as we record this, no, we're at $800 million for Captain Marvel, uh, which is absolutely fantastic success for this movie. Money, 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 money. Not really why I bring it up. I bring it up because when we first saw Captain Marvel, we ended up at the, uh, the, um, the West Shore Cineplex 
um, theaters. Shout and out to Langford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was great and everything, but it wasn't Silver City, which back. had the the official premiere. Loca- and if you went to that one, you got a, a Captain Marvel mini poster and a Captain Marvel challenge coin. So none of us got that. And I feel bad because I feel like you guys went to Langford because I live in Langford and you wanted me to not have an excuse to not go with you guys. <laughs> I blame yeah. Paul. My, yeah, my, no, Paul wanted to go downtown to the stupid comfy seat theaters. Uh, yes, my whole thing is comfortableness for my bottom hole. So my one... Did you just... Not the hole. <laughs> How, oh my God. How do you watch movies? <laughs> <laughs> What sort of contraption do you have at your house? It's a bidet. That's right. So no, no, no. I'm for my butt. So and my butt wants those capital six seats. They're great. They're the best. But I'll say that Westshore has comfy seats as well, and we could get better placement in the theater. Two days ago, I get a page up to the front. Hey, bud. It's Mary. Anyways, um, I go up there, and there is our our zoner and podcast friend, our geekling, Rob Cook, who is the, he, and he, he just shows up, and he gives me to give to the podcast, and I didn't bring it, I'm such an idiot, um, <laughs> one, the, the poster and the challenge coin that he got from the premiere at Silver City. So thank you, Rob. Yay, Rob. Thank you. We love you. Good, uh, good uh, discussion, what's the word I'm looking for here? Discussion Point. giver person, contributor. On the uh, on the Zones Geek Out podcast Facebook page, and uh, all around nice guy, good zoner, and holy smokes! Now we have a cool coin to look at. I, I want to put the up poster in... up. I want to get posters all up in here. Is, is this a room we're going to take over? Is C Prod? So, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So begins the fight now of posters between us and Jason Lamb because yeah. before our remodel, Jason had it looking in here like a very dirty teenage punk boys oh, bedroom. Oh no, let's geek it up in here. Horrible posters. So yeah, we must well, how geek it up. Over? A Captain Marvel up. poster <laughs> and then right beside it is like a piss test. Yes. Yes. That's exactly. Jason's going to bring all his punk show people in here and they're going to be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> what nerds on? radio yeah. this radio station? <laughs> Um, we gotta talk about this sweet, uh, sweet, sweet Mark Ruffalo. This guy is, uh, I don't know what to say about him. <laughs> Did you guys see the interview where he, like, yes, spoiled Endgame? You so guys good. saw that, right? No, he didn't Endgame spoil Endgame. Well, or the Infinity one where he says everybody yeah, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he didn't, like, realize Can it. I say that? I know. <laughs> no, On national me, television? Part of me didn't Cheadle. really know if that was, like... Were they acting there, or was it like... No, man, Don Cheadle looks at him like, what That whole the f- <laughs> But they are such good actors. Yeah. That. yeah. Well, you just think yeah. it's like, is this a put-on, or what's, yeah. what's going on here? And then the other time was that when he uh, he accidentally live-streamed uh, the audio for the first 20 minutes of Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> That's right, too. Because he was oh, doing a Facebook man. Live video during the premiere, video. and he forgot to stop the video, and he put it in his pocket. <laughs> So he's on Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Fallon hooks him up just because of all of this stuff. He hooks him up to a lie detector, which, by the way, looks like it's from 1920, as it should. That's the whole stereotype of, of it. it. Yeah, and um, you know, and it's it's this the world's most fake lie detector. Like nothing goes that crazy on a freaking lie detector yeah. with a red. Can you imagine if but... it was like a red dot? Like if you were in for a crime. And you started lying, and the red light started yeah. flashing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and like that, they had it mic so close so you could hear the pen, like the little the little sensor going. You know, it's just it's very it's very overdone and very put on. But it's uh, it's just funny, Mark Ruffalo. You know, and so Jimmy Fallon gave him all these questions, and Mark Ruffalo's all he awkward asked, and everything. Uh, if Bruce Banner and uh, Natasha Romanoff were going to have a romantic relationship again, and I'm just like, boo, no, no, no. <laughs> That was the worst storyline ever. But again, he is a great actor, but at the very end of this, I, I don't know, do we need to spoiler a YouTube video? No. Uh, anyways, at the very end of this, when when Jimmy asks him his last question and, and Mark opts not to answer it, just the way he says, no, I'm out of here. It just seemed like the worst acting ever from a really good actor. So I don't know what to think about this. It was, it was funny and cute. I like that this is part of his... 
character arc outside as a person. (laughs) It's just a a bad secret keeper. No one's going to tell him anything. Same with him and Tom Holland. And Brian, if you were to say to me with your conspiracy tinfoil hat that this was, or that Thor Ragnarok first 20 minutes audio leakage was on purpose, I would way more believe that. Because it adds intrigue and interest to all of this stuff. I I don't know. I would believe that 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 he that that was actually a mistake, but yeah. it does add to the whole because like especially with the kind of character, this sort of clumsy doofusy kind of <laughs> character that he plays in Ragnarok. Yes, as Bruce Banner, uh, I, that's that almost speaks to the kind of guy that he seems to be in real life. It's true. I, I think the Hulk's gonna have a massive part in this next movie. Well, I've heard. That. I also think that. Uh, we don't see the Hulk or or Bruce Banner in that special suit in the end when they're all walking. Oh yeah, that's right. Why? How come? I think he was he was digitally erased from the trailer because he goes in as the Hulk. Oh, I think that he's going to be, be like smart Hulk in this. Yeah, that would be so oh. great. Yeah, finally. Interesting. Let's segue. Um, uh, Brian found uh, an Endgame trailer, clippy remix thing on um, Robert Downey Instagram, Jr.'s yeah. Instagram, um, and. Back in the old days, they would shoot 35 millimeter film. And so your aspect ratio was, uh, I can't remember what it is, 16 by 9 now, but it's, it was a little different back then. Uh, but you, you're, you, in televisions, you had your aspect ratio was 4 by 3. So basically, you're losing a bunch on the sides. And what they would do when they would transfer a movie from movie ratio to television ratio is they, they wouldn't put it with letterbox with the black bars on the top and the bottom. They would do what they call pan and scan where they would basically zoom into the movie so you see the full, the full height of the movie and then as things moved, as the action would take place in the right hand or the left hand of the frame, they would actually pan the screen over, the sort of squarish screen of your television so you'd fill in all the details. I just I give you that weird little bit of history because everything these days now is 16 by 9. That's your, your main sort of aspect ratio for widescreen. But Instagram is often best viewed in one-to-one or square. And so in this remix of the trailer, there are a couple of teeny tiny little details that you and can see. Teeny, teeny, yeah, tiny. They're like, too, they're but, like but still, they're, they're there that you did not see in the original aspect ratio of the trailer. Brian. Oh, including uh, Captain America actually holding his shield in that sort of final shot where they're wearing the white suits. Yeah, I watched this and I struggled to see things that I hadn't seen before. So I don't know if that was just me not catching it or. Hmm. Well, I think ratio. we knew that he was holding a shield because the slow motion wide shot of them in the previous, I think it was like the Super Bowl trailer. That's right. It yeah. showed a, a wide shot of everybody walking and then Cap was holding a shield. And well, okay, that's true. Yeah. And then. Um, uh, the other one was when Ant Man was looking at the posters and of what is it Thomas P Henderson or Thomas P Henderson and uh, yeah he sees that Teddy poster. P Henderson yeah something like that um, yeah anyway, Tony P Henderson Tony P Henderson Tony. Yeah. Tony. sorry Thomas Tony <laughs> Tim- Timothy um, he actually is holding something you actually see a little bit more and he's holding something in his hand oh, he's yeah. like wheeling luggage. But then we know what from Ant-Man and the, Lo- and the Wasp, the luggage handle actually yeah. belongs to Hank Pym's laboratory. It's okay. the lab, yeah. Can I say to all of you that I think one of the big reasons why I'm against the time travel thing, why I'm against this quantum realm stuff, is that Ant-Man <laughs> and the Wasp was boring. Sorry, it was boring. It was a boring movie that I didn't care about. And... In the same way that they've set Captain Marvel up to be an ancillary character who now is going to come in and be really important to Endgame, if that's what they were trying to do with Ant-Man and the Wasp, you have farted. Uh, and did I you... say to you, fart. <laughs> <Did> you... Because <laughs> fart, that movie, it was so boring, I didn't care about it. Did and you now, see Days now of Future remember... Past? X-Men Days of Future Past? Yeah. I thought they used time travel very well on that. They were candy, You son of a bitch. Um, but, um, no, but, like, for them wow. to... Wow. How dare you throw a good movie <laughs> right? using okay, time That's what I thought that reaction was about. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, don't make me remember things from Ant-Man. Hang on. Sorry, Mary, go on, please. Hello, everyone. The lunch lady is at reception. The lunch lady is at reception. Her read is so consistent on that line. Um... Yeah, don't make me remember things about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. They're going to be cross, cross, cruxy for Endgame now, aside from the fact that Ant-Man gets stuck in the quantum realm at the very end and everyone gets turned to dust. So what is this argument of yours? Is this argument that 
you're just not gonna like it when it inevitably happens. Ooh. Or you're just <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, man. I'm so mad. Paul, Paul is turning green right now. <laughs> and you're not buying me lunch from the fucking lunch lady. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting a steak. It would only be appropriate, Brian. It would only be right. Um, Brian's just licking his lips. Here. No, I'm just thinking that like it also could um, because it's not gonna be like Ant Man is gonna be the one to solve this problem because he knows nothing about science. He pulls off heists and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is why Doctor Strange asked Thanos to spare Tony Stark because that's the only guy that can figure this shit out using like quantum realm technology or Hank Pym's technology. Which is funny because like oh. in the first Ant-Man he says no way in hell that I'm going to let a Stark. Never trust a Stark. Yeah, get a Stark <laughs> on my hands on my technology. Okay. And Tony Stark's going to be the one to you know to start fiddling with Hank Pym stuff. Okay. <laughs> That's it. You're out of here. Gonna be okay. That's it. Okay. Gonna be okay. The science, for the rest, <laughs> you're gonna be fine. For the rest of these movies, it's Tony Stark, and he's like. That's why those movies are fun, is because he's doing it like a mechanic. Yeah. Right. Is that, is that what he calls himself in the number three? Anyways. Yeah, he's the mechanic. Yeah. He's the mechanic, right? He's the tinkerer. Yeah. And it's all very scientific, and this stuff all works. And now it's and in and in, uh, Infinity War, he just winks and goes, "Nanotech deal, like it?" And that's it. And that's all I want. I don't want because because. Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's so much more of like, this works for this pseudo-science, truck-no-babble reason, and I'm just sitting there in the theater going like this. <laughs> Fart. I absolutely <laughs> cannot wait for about 30 days from now so that you can stop farting about time travel and Art can hopefully stop farting about Captain Marvel coming in and saving the day. Because you guys are... We're cogity old men. I hope I'm wrong. It'll be the sweetest money I ever spend to buy you lunch, Brian, if it's done well. But it's not going to be done at all. Because fart? Because <laughs> fart and hack. That's the only thing you have to call yes, it. hack, fart. It's fart and hack. Kirsten, well, how do you feel about this? About what? The time travel thing? Yes, and hack You know him. how I feel. Like, you were insane to make this bad time travel is coming in it. What about Hank Pym? All I was these, talking to the lunch lady. All these people on our <laughs> Facebook as well right now, too, being like, Paul's going to be so wrong. Paul, Oh, just buy him the steak now, Paul. <laughs> all this stuff. <laughs> Listen, especially Maul, my friend. I'm going to get you, buddy. I'm going to get you next time I see you. Because, <laughs> and you're going to buy me lunch because I'm going to be right. And you're all going to be munching your words. And I'm going to be munching lunch. Munching lunch. Can I talk about the, uh, uh, the left arm theory? Oh, I want to hear this. What Tony is? Stark's left arm theory. Oh, oh yeah, because they've been. This has been teased for a while here. since Iron Man one. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know what's and going on. And I was on like, this, this will be the one of the biggest payoffs is if this actually comes to fruition. Okay, so this is what I know about it. I don't. I don't even know that it goes back to Iron Man one. I just know that it was really prevalent in Captain America: Civil War when Iron Man's having problems with his arm. Almost, and see, this is the thing. Almost every single movie that Iron Man is in, he has an injury with his left arm. And then, like, and in, in, and he even so he says, so like, there, there's a scene where they're in the airport battle, and uh, there's like Friday's like multiple contusions contact, uh, con, um, detected, detected, and uh, it shows his left arm is like being crushed by that car, yeah. and that's why he's got the sling on, and for the rest of the movie. So what's the theory then? Um, is that he? Well, the theory about this because everything leads to his left arm. Where do you wear the Infinity Gauntlet? On your left arm, face. on your left, <laughs> on your left hand. This glove so, doesn't fit my face. <laughs> it could be, mm-hmm. and this again, all speculation. Kind of the internet being the internet, and me being the fucking nerd that I am. <laughs> oh, but bring it for this reason alone. Mm-hmm. But it could be that um, he does end up getting a hold of the or an infinity gauntlet with all the stones, oh, snapping man. back, snapping people back into existence. <gasps> and because of that, you know how Thanos's arm gets all fucked up because of the snap, right? So like, right. or at least the gauntlet is the all gauntlet does. Well, no, his arm is all scarred. As is well. it really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So something bad's gonna happen to Tony's left arm. Finally. But it's going to be all in for the greater good. Well, yeah, that arm's been uh, dealing with a whole bunch of crap the whole way through, so you might as well just, you know, sacrifice it. So wait, what happens in Iron Man 1? Iron Man 1 is when he gets... so That's his initial injury, isn't it? His initial injury when he was taken by the... How many rings? Five rings? Seven rings? Eight rings? Ten rings? The ten rings! 
when he was taken by them. Well uh, done. That didn't take long at all. No, no, no. Well done. Good calculation. So he injures his arm there. His like, there's also shots of him with like this ice pack tensor bandage or something around his left arm when he was like in the first the press actual, conference right yeah. when he gets back from but the, so yeah. you think if this theory's been going all through all these movies you think that Tony Stark has been a time travel man all along but nope. hasn't told anybody I don't about no, no no I don't think it's necessarily time travel or anything with with that respect I think it's just sort of seeding the whole thing that like his left arm is or like foreshadowing more right. that his left arm is going to get fucked up I like or that. if they do I like use it and like, it's like if this injury goes through him through the time stone and stuff that would be even more fucking crazy and mind bending that is like all throughout all these years the last like eight to ten years or whatever um, his arm injuries or his suscept- arm susceptibility has be- it has to do with the fact that he snapped Everybody back into existence. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, that would be amazing. Right? If that's the way they do it, I will happily buy your lunch. Oh, I want that. I want wow. that. Could be. That's kind of. I want that, and I also want Captain America to lift the. But Thor see, and that's the thing. I, the two things I, I want. Think, <laughs> I think also part of it too is yeah. going to have like it's not just going to be about Tony Stark though. I think Tony Stark's probably going to lose his arm, but then there's got to be like another thing that happens where t- Captain America loses his life. <gasps> Sorry. But it would be a oh, really heroic the way, way to, to go, do it, right? I think that's absolutely going to happen. Yeah, I wouldn't take that. And that's another thing, because like, when they're arguing in Avengers 1, right, he's like Captain, uh, Captain America saying Iron Man is like, you would never be the guy to lay yourself down on the wire. And then Tony Stark was like, I'd probably just cut the wire. That's right. right? Ooh, right. So Tony Stark will save people, but he doesn't sacrifice his life. And this is why we but need But Tony Stark already tried to, to sacrifice out, his life. By going up into <laughs> yeah, the but wormhole? He, yeah, he already tried to, so he's like a good guy. He's, he's always a good guy. He I can't, think he is a good guy. I, d- I feel like this is like the fake out. Like, he can't now just die in Endgame because he's already fake died in one of the Avenger movies. Like Two of them. In, right? Like, I don't need Tony Stark to fake die anymore. I don't like, think he's going to fake die. I don't think he need, he's going to real die either. Like, Hey, here's a question for everybody. Does it, how does it happen in the comics? Can anyone, like, really quickly just, how do they unsnap everybody in the comics? Uh, it gets pretty fucked up in the comics. Does it involve time travel? It involves Nebula. <laughs> I don't no. think I want to know anymore right now. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I don't know if I want to get into that because it's like it still mm-hmm. could happen, mm-hmm. but not time travel. Let's save this. Let's let's table this discussion. Yeah, maybe we could table it until after. Well, me let's okay. let's talk about it over lunch. We could have we could have crazy <laughs> we could have crazy uh, predictions on our next podcast, our live podcast, right for Endgame. So we should. You know what I'm gonna do because I have a shit ton of things floating around in here, and I always <laughs> take up like. 20, 30 minutes of podcast time. <laughs> I'm going to put it all in a thing and seal it in an envelope. Oh, have you, that's have you a all great idea. Your predictions? Yeah. That's yeah. a I'm great gonna, I'll, idea. Okay, I'll, I'll type it up or I'll, yes. I'll write it out yes. all before Comic-Con and yeah. then I'll bring that in a manila envelope from yeah. the from we'll, the office supply room. We'll sign the seal. You sign it at Comic-Con. Yes. Love that. Yes. yes. That's so that good, bro. And if anybody wants to put their stuff in it, like time travels, farty and hacky, yeah. you can do that and we'll put it all in the envelope. Cool. I love it. Love that. Okay, what are we going to talk about next? Probably Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, man. I There was a whole slew of emails flowing from me with regards to Stranger Things, and I really should have just waited like 24 hours. Well, yeah, because that, that first one was just a tweet with a bunch of rats running towards or away from something. Yeah, there's like two, the first two emails, Stranger Things thingies, small <laughs> things, little tidbits about Stranger Things, and then a trailer gets dropped, and now I was like, oh, I probably, I guess I could have waited for that. Are we the trailer in agreement that Stranger Things is maybe the most popular thing on Netflix Is right agreeance a word? Yeah, I was going to say you. it's agreement. Did you say agreement? Are we in agreement? Okay, perfect. That's fine. Okay, okay. I'll allow it. That stra- sorry, what was your question? I got distracted that by agreeing. Stranger Things is maybe the most popular thing on Netflix. That right would now. that and Friends. <laughs> yes, in the office. Do oh, you yeah, mean like friends. the Netflix original thing? That's yeah, my, yeah. I, think, I, oh, I would agree. Would agreements. That's that. the only thing yeah, after Disney Plus. That's the only reason why I would hum and haw about canceling my Netflix. Wow. Netflix Stranger Things is Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I really would want Stranger Things. Yeah, fair. That being said, I'm a little worried about this next season. Why? Why? I mean, how many strange things can happen to <laughs> strange people in Hawkins? 
This needs to be a clip for the web. Oh, oh my god. god. Wow. Oh, come on, Art. That was amazing. I do really like that this trailer and this. How many files could be marked X? <laughs> how many, how oh, many wars good. could we have with stars? <laughs> Just, you know, How far can we trek through those stars? Oh my God. But I do really like that this new trailer shows that they're all growing up. And it really takes that whole pubescent whatever. Yeah, the right? well the 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 summer eighties movie. Yeah. Is really what it's what it's going off of here, yeah. right? Is like the one of the main one of the main characters in this movie is gonna be the Starcourt Mall. Yeah, totally. Right. When they spend so much of their time. Right. And based on her eyes, where Eleven has never been and never seen anything like it. Yeah. Oh, her eyes in that. Uh, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I did. I was once very stupid, like Art. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, after watching the first Stranger, stupid, I'm skeptical. <laughs> after watching the first Stranger Things series, and then when I found out there was going to be a, a sequel season, I was like, "Why do you need to go back? That first season was so great and tells such a neat story and has so many like neat elements I've never seen before. Don't go back. I probably screamed the word hack. But well, seasons, I know." Season two was so Season good. Season two was so good, and yeah. it showed me, like, oh, no, okay, they've got more to explore in this universe. And I love these characters and want to see where they uh, go and how they grow up. Will you love them as much town. now that they're not cute little kids anymore? What? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, that's think, a, so? I think that's the appeal is that you can grow up with these, right. these kids yeah. in their era. and then I just thought one of the biggest appeals to... The strange appeal to the Stranger Things mm -hmm. first few seasons was just you know the cute young kids. No, because well, the new Ghostbusters is going to take it. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is, right, that I had a um, a childhood, and then right after it, I had an uh, oh, like a teenagehood or an adolescence. I also wow. grew up. Okay, Paul. And so, <laughs> it's also relatable to me. <laughs> and if they continue living. I also. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's great. That's great. Come on. Long. <laughs> Are you finishing this? Then I went to college. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Um, and now you're that, here. Find that relatable. Let's uh, let's continue the uh, the Netflix chat. Uh, Netflix has uh, announced their next interactive <laughs> show uh, following Black Mirror. Balderdash. Oh, Balderdash. Balderdash. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I, I, I want, I want your guys' thoughts on this next interactive show. It's called You Versus Wild. It has Bear Grylls in it, and we make the choices as to what he does out adventuring in nature. Thoughts go. I already poo pooed the Bander Snatch, whatever that is, Black Mirror thing, because I and I said it that. If I wanted to play a video game, I'd play a video game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to make choices when I'm watching something. Well, this isn't that. So, this is, isn't it Grills? It's not Grillis, is it? Isn't it Bear Grills? Anyway, Bear, this dude. I've is had Grill gonna, Bear, it's it, good. Oh, yeah, yes, Grills, delicious. Grills, Grills. Sorry. Um, so, he's going to go out into the wild. It's like Man vs. Wild. Have you ever seen that on Discovery Channel? So, it's like that. He's going to go out and it's like, do you want Bear Grills to drink his own pee or make a sandwich out of some grub? And then you get to choose, and then the next episode. That's what it is. It, yeah. Is it next episode, well, or did he probably literally next scene? Probably like yeah. Did he film himself both drinking? No, 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 no. It's not like Bandersnatch. It's oh. not an interactive where you make the decisions oh. while you're watching it. It's a show that's going to be live streaming that oh. your people are going to be like Bear Grylls, go down that thing into the water now. That um, makes way more yeah. sense. Because I was all right, I'm in. totally not convinced about this because I'm just like, great, so you've got some guy out there doing two stupid things yeah. and you just get to choose which one it is. And I was thinking, how can you branch further from this and make any consequence from the previous choices? That makes way more sense. Sorry, I, did, I just, you know But what? they're not going to let him do anything dangerous. They already uh, said that. what I was like, going to say is like, is this going to lead to like all of us being charged for manslaughter. <laughs> it's like, we're going to lead this man to his death. No, it's like, yeah, they're not going to let him do anything dangerous. He's not going to get to die. We don't get to kill Bear Grylls. We're not there yet. And we shouldn't want to do that. Wait. That's very Black Mirror. No. Um, I won't watch it, but um, that's neat that they're doing that. That's neat that they found a second thing to do with this choose-your-own-adventure technology. Because I think after Bandersnatch, we were all like, okay, so what else are we going to do with this That's now? the thing, too. Is like, I think 
Bandersnatch took it to this giant extreme that I don't think anybody's going to be able to ever kind of top the amount of work that mm. was to create Bandersnatch. Oh. You okay? Ouch. Are you all right there? Yeah. person just bonked her head on the microphone. Well done. <laughs> Let's go to reviews and recommendations and talk about love, death, and robots. Did you see any of it? I've seen the first five, um, and I'm absolutely loving them, and I can't wait to... uh, A, I can't wait to get to episode six, which is when the yogurt took over, and B, I can't wait to finish (laughs) the series. How long are these things? They are between... They're very short. Yeah, five and 18... Five and 17 minutes. 18 minutes is not short. No, no, no. It there's feels only short. there's yeah. only maybe yeah. a few of them that are 18 minutes. Which one has Hitler boobs in it? Kirsten, well, uh, I haven't oh, got geez. there yet. I don't Alternate histories. Kirsten, I honestly like after every single one of them is over, I'm like, oh my god, Kirsten would love how short this is. Yeah, <laughs> even the 18 minute ones. Um, I'll say that I I do really really like it. There are some that I like more than others, and there are some that I was like, "Oh, well, that was a waste of fucking eight minutes or whatever." Um, do you need to watch them all? Is it like no, a- no, no, no? It's an anthology. It's an anthology. It's my watch. Sorry. <laughs> wow. So I think the um, one of the things that I do that I dislike about it is that some of them felt like bad cutscenes from video games. <laughs> yes. You know, like, yeah, that's very well described. Yeah, yeah. bad you know, almost you know, badly acted, you know, you feel oh, like the yeah. voice acting is like, oh, I'm kinda cringing over this. Yeah. And then some of them are really fucking amazing. And yeah. some of them are really um and you know what? Like my favorite ones too are the ones that were a little less misogynistic and, you know, were more about just kind of comedy yeah. than anything. Like so I think three robots so that's the second one. Oh you, man, you saw that one, right? Yeah. So can I just set the stage? Yeah, go ahead. Like, go ahead. if you've ever seen the opening for uh, Terminator Two: Judgment Day, where you've got the just this whole terrifying future world where nuclear war has happened and the robots have taken over, and humanity is in a state. There's a shot with a skull. Um, on a pile of skulls, just like representing the downfall of humanity, and this Terminator just comes in and crushes that skull with his foot. With his foot, that is how Three Robots opens. And then Complete 180, and it's a comedy show. Yeah, it's, it's really good. So I like that one. I like um, Suits, which is kind of this, a little bit of an older style of animation. I hear Meghan Markle's in that. Is she really? I had no clue. Wow. That's cool. She's not. Oh, she's oh. in the... She's the hell? You were making a joke. All right. That's funny. Ding, 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 That's really funny. I thought oh, about that. Oh, fuck. Yeah, right? That's a good joke. That, that's that took me way too long. <laughs> too funny. That's funny. Too funny. Do you too like guys. Suits? I don't like it. I think it's bad. Okay. Watch. Anyway, I watched like the first three seasons. Poor Man's Mad like, Men. Move, no, moving on. Back to Robots. Never wow. They all became the same. So there was that. So Suits was really good, which is about like these farmers that get into these kind of mechanical suits to defend their territory against, like, alien people. It was very Firefly. I um, love that episode. Lucky 13, about uh, a pilot who she basically, as a rookie, she inherits this plane, which is, like, basically plane number 13, which was kind of, like, for any sort of superstitious pilots. It was basically a death trap. But, oh. uh, so that was a really good one. And then Ice Age was the kind of the half live action one with uh, Topher Grace and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, oh cool. Okay. Um, and that one reminded me of like Lisa Simpson's Treehouse of Horror episode where she has a tooth and then all of a sudden because of the bacteria that culminates in her tooth, yeah. a little oh. civilization grows yeah, in yeah. it. Ice Age was really fun as well. Let me say, Brian, that, um, yeah, I'm only probably the same as you, bud, like five or so into it. But, um, what you know, I, I totally agree that, um, yeah, take uh, there is a little bit of weird misogyny. misogyny. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, like the, it's not just the nudity, which feels very gratuitous, because I love nudity, put nudity all the live long day. But, like, I don't know, some of the lines often I'm just like... Okay, I guess that's your character is that you're a shitty misogynist, but like, I don't need that. Yeah, can you not be that? Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing I found was an odd thing about this it. This feels like something I don't want to watch. Some because of, of that some of it though yeah. is like some of it you'd really love. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and what is good about it, like as you're saying, 
that negative thing about how it's a cut feels like a cutscene from a video game. Mm-hmm. That to me is totally okay because the whole point of this is we are not going to get on with the hours and hours and hours of whatever else would usually come packaged with these scenes of like climax. It's all climax. Yeah. Whether that be like you know the problem solving of a video game and the actual playtime, or versus like just the rest of a movie. Yeah. You know, so many times you're watching a movie and it's like very clear that they don't give a two shits about the character development or the people or the premise or the world or whatever. They just want sweet set pieces where monsters fight each other. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I think that Paul's T-shirt should just say set pieces because you say <laughs> set pieces at least once. Every show. What is a set piece? <laughs> Jesus. And that also happens. Because uh, you always say set, set pieces. Set piece is, isn't that where it's just, it's like created for the, ba- created to make the scene. No, a set piece is like. you're not um, on location. It's, it's, not, it's kind of like an action scene. See, because I, yeah, I feel like you use it in different ways every time. It's like no. a set piece is, uh, yeah, like a plot device or a, th- a physical thing or a set. No, no I'm consistent. Go back and listen. I'm consistent. I don't think so. Um, but, uh. Yeah, so it's like it's just the set pieces. <laughs> Point made. It's, just, it's that, just that easy, and that's and that's kind of okay because you know the writing's not great, but I don't care. It's going to be over in five minutes. Oh yeah, and some of the animation is incredible. Like one of my, I wouldn't, I, I would wouldn't say that this is my least favorite one, but like the witness, and I, you probably it's oh, within the first five. I love like the the ending of Sunny's Edge and the ending of the witness. Mm-hmm. I just I smacked my forehead. Why yeah, did there are things that I didn't like about it though, but that one the animation was incredible. It was actually the same animator oh, oh, poof, as poof. Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, certain things like when they when they knock on something, you see the actual like mm-hmm. spikety burst sounds, uh, uh, visuals come out of them. I yeah. loved that. That was a great. Uh, a Why great does touch. this exist? Like, so what what made Netflix go? Yes, let's make an anthology series and let different animators do this. Like, what is the overall why? It is interesting. It feels Why'd very it- Black Mirror. To me, okay. so if you're you're into that kind of thing, mm-hmm. then. But I no. think this is Netflix's first uh, true foray into NSFW content, right? And then it's yeah, really. It's also yeah. So like, if you were into the, we were talking about this last week. Like, if you're into the Animatrix, mm-hmm. uh, no, it very much feels like that. Uh, it has this overarching kind of post-apocalyptic sort of space theme to it. So there's just a lot of like sci-fi stuff that I got into, and like some of the the post-apocalyptic stuff that I got into with it. Um, but yeah, there are again, like I said, there are something. There were some that I liked more than others, and there were some that I hated more than others. Well, mm-hmm. like, Kristen, the like the why of it is to me, it's like better than the what it actually is. Um, the fact that we have what is it, uh, eighteen separate premises that you know, if this is like eighteen separate. I assume writers, directors, animators who could have individually gone to Netflix and are like, I want a movie or I want a series. And my premise is, you know, it's post-apocalyptic wasteland and three plucky robots make jokes. And Netflix, you're like, we're not giving you a series for that. That's a garb. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, well, but we'll give you seven minutes. And then I get to watch a good seven minutes and then moving on with my life. And it's exactly what we're always talking about. Like, there's so much distraction. There's so much... Um, a competition for your entertainment eyeball that uh, this is really bite-sized and fun and it's a variety of premises without wasting an hour and a half of my time making me sit through um, what you would need to flesh out the rest of the stuff just to get to the action set pieces. So you it's think just it's the set pieces. The sum is better than its parts the, the, or the idea of it. The drop-in, drop-out, and not losing too much of your time is what appeals to you? Totally. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, some of them are pretty good. They're worth your time. And that's all we ever talk about. Right? It's like The Punisher. How many episodes? Too many. Too much time mm-hmm. to, to spend with this character just to get to a few punching scenes. All right. Well, now with this, it's like I'm not going to spend all, you know, a whole series to get to these robots, farmers fighting people or fighting the aliens. But the premise was neat for seven or 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's great. There are some, though, I, I can't or there's one definitely that I can't unsee. Oh. And it was like it's, it's kind of in my head. and I'm sort of a little traumatized by oh, it. Oh, dear. You'll get to that, bud. Did a dog Great. die? Lucky me. No. Okay, then no. I can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Folks, we're at an hour here. Um, should we talk about anything else and or just save the rest of this stuff for the live Geek Out podcast? Maybe. Well, can we hear, can we hear that? Uh, oh, yeah. There was one of the... Oh, yeah. The, um, the Lucasfilm yes. thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Disney is uh, put up all these job postings for Lucasfilm games. And the original thought was that um, maybe Disney's not happy with how EA has been handling the license for Star Wars. Because in six years, they put out two Star Wars games, Battlefront and Battlefront 2. And they're both shit. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. They're not great games. Um, they're fucking... They're EA games. Like yeah. you guys, I thought, they, I thought people uh, love these to games. <gasps> no, EA has dropped the ball tremendously on Star Wars games. Yeah, yeah, and on like, everything. Really. On everything. Yeah. Like EA is kind of like universally disliked because they do shit like they have day of launch DLCs. So it's like you buy a video game and you spend, you know, whatever, 80, 100 bucks on it mm. and then you get it and you put it in your machine and you're like, fuck yeah, and then you, you install it and they're like, hey, do you want to spend another $20 on this DLC? Yeah, even though you haven't game, even started fucking playing. It's like, what the fuck? Like, put that, like, remember when you got a game and that was the game. You spent 80 bucks on it and that is the game. Now, fucking EA is like you're just basically paying like you're getting a pass to the game, and then you have to pay all this extra money all the time for all of the downloadable content. They're treating it like a free-to-play, except it's 80 bucks to play. Yeah, exactly. It's that bad. Wow. It's really mm. bad. E- EA is, man, I don't know. They used to be like a sports. They're destroying the sports games, Yeah, they're too. destroying. Ugh. They're terrible. What about EA Sports? It's in the game. It's in the no, game, no, no. yeah. They're all the same. It's, all a, it's in Ugh. the game for $20 downloadable content. Whoa! Um, but anyway, so they put out these job postings... And the internet went wild because Lucasfilm Games was responsible for some really fucking cool games. Like, aside from Star Wars, they did all the Monkey Island games, if you ever played those, or uh, Day of the Tentacle, which is an awesome game. And back then it was called LucasArts. This is a slightly new name for it. It's Um, actually an old name. Oh, an old name? So Lucasfilm Games is what they started with uh, until, I think, 1994. Oh, what? And then they changed to LucasArts. But LucasArts exists under some other license now, and it doesn't matter. So they went back to Lucasfilm Games, and they're hiring people. Uh, But since this story is broke, Disney has come back and been like, no, 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 we're not pissed off at EA. We're still, EA still has the license for Star Wars. Uh, We have always been hiring for Lucasfilm Games, and it's just like a different component. So they kind of backtracked that, no, 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 EA is okay. However, EA's contract for the Star Wars license is up in 2023. Uh So... Here's hoping. You never know. So anyway, we're hopeful just because they fucked up. Like, those Star Wars games... Tell me, why is Battlefront bad? I thought people really liked those games. They're just... There's nothing to it. It's like, um... It's almost like a... It's not a pod racing game, but that's almost all it is. It's like, there's no story, there's no anything that happens. You get dumped right into the game, and then it's like, spend an extra $60 for your PlayStation Plus so you can play this game. It's like the... It's like... I don't even know how to describe it. You you get to the start screen, and you're like, what do you do? Oh, I'll go to the, you know, whatever. I'll fly the Millennium Falcon, and then it's that's all it is. <laughs> it's like it's See, you can get and you can get pretty much uh, that and or better with like the Star Wars Lego Lego games. Yeah, you know, like well, then there's a story, and like they kind of yeah. tried to put a story more in Battlefront Two because people were like, what the fuck is this? What is this game? Like, you, there's nothing here. Right. Um, wow. And they kind of tried to do it in Battlefront Two, but I, I mean, they didn't. Wow, it was awful. Maybe they just want to make Red Tails the game. What's Come that? Come on, you guys. No, no, no I'm not is. picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> okay, good. Is this where I need to edit it out? <laughs> wah, wah, wah. No, because people listening will get that joke. That's Red Tails is the movie that George Lucas made after Star Wars about the black pilots in like World War II. Oh. Yes, thank you. It would be not a very good video game. Okay, <laughs> then. <a> joke. <laughs> uh, LucasArts put out Grim Fandango, which was one of my favorite point-and-click adventures. The Monkey Island series is phenomenal, uh, but Grim Fandango takes place in the afterlife, and you are actually one of these people who shuttle people from, you know, they die, and then you are, you play many and Manny, and you, you help 
shuttle them off to, uh, you know, you, this is sort of your purgatory, and you, you sh- sh- shuttle them off to the afterlife, but you try and sell them nice nice packages along the way. You are having a time with mic stands today, aren't you, Kirsten? Oh, I'm not the one that, oh you have one, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm hopeful, I don't, I hope Disney doesn't, is not backpedaling too much on this, because I would Speaking like to see Speaking of more. monopolies, though, EA has a monopoly on games, and they're shit, and I hate them. And they they are the evil monopoly. Disney, well take over EA. Well said. Listen to me. Wow. <laughs> is EA the one with the big campus over in Burnaby? Is that right? Yeah. Is that? Oh, they have a nice well, soccer and then they, field. Well, and they bought Bioware. Like Bioware was a great uh, Ugh, game developer. Yeah. So good. So many good games. And then EA came and fucking nom, bought nom, them. Nom, 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 nom. I think what you need to do nom. is go through their uh, Twitter feed and find some rape jokes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, on wow. that note, holy wow. lightning. Oh. That's good. <laughs> wow. Um, the Geek Out Podcast has a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Please like the page, <laughs> join the group, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, reviews, or recommendations, you can email them. Geekoutatthezone.fm. Hey, let's have, a quick li- uh, let's have a quick look at the mailbag for this week. Nope, still nobody's emailed uh, geekoutatthezone.fm. That's fine. Oh, um, I'm sure we're going to get some now. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. And, and again, on Saturday, March 23rd at 5.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time, or no, it's Pacific Standard Time, uh, we will be in the Oak Bay Room 2 at the Capital City Comic Con recording a bonus episode of the Geek Out podcast, and it's going to be very exciting. Um, and all right, let's take a quick moment to hear from somebody else from the Zone Podcast family. Hi, I'm Jenny West. And I'm Paul Pacino. We host... Sorry, sorry, sorry again. Take two, take Pacino! two. Take two, take two, take two. <laughs> this is the pod. That's our podcast. Thank you. Please listen to it. <laughs> it's called PJ Party Podcast. It comes out every week. And guess what? It's mostly a fun audio recap of the Afternoon Zone. Where we mainly talk about Vancouver Island stuff. Millennial thing or do's. Cats. Ghosts. Plus, it's all the stuff we can't say on the radio. Like stuff about sex. And swears. And mean ghosts. PJ Party Podcast from thezone.fm slash podcast or wherever you get a podcast. Brian, where can we find you on the internet? DJ Boitano on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find me at Boitano913. Paul, where can we find you on the internet? I would thank you to not find me on the internet. Uh, okay. Just kidding. I'm on Facebook and all that. Art? Art Aronson, at Art Aronson on Twitter. You can also find me on Between the Stammers as a co-host there, wherever you found this great podcast. And... Kirsten. <laughs> no, we've lost her. She's just going through her wallet and she's all right. I'm I'm Webmeister Butt on all socials. Hopefully we see you Saturday. If not, we'll see you next Thursday for another episode of the Geek Out Podcast. Love you all. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of the Zone at 913. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.